Charles McFarland is an award-winning theater director, producer, and performing arts executive. He produced and directed more than 60 professional productions and spent the last two decades using the power of the arts to inspire individuals, communities, and companies to grow in strength, depth, and character. He is author of new training program Theater of Commerce, a new leadership paradigm with the tools to put all participants' creativity into practical, measurable action. Charles, hi! How are you this morning? Hi Martin, great to see you. I know that uh, nobody listening to this can see us, but great to see you on a Saturday morning. Thank you, great to see you too. Actually, it's not morning in Croatia, but right, right. opportunity we have with new technology. Right, and here I am in Toronto where the sun is rising. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. So, Charles, uh, from your point, point of view, what are the big issues facing the 21st century entrepreneur business owner? Um, I think that you know, we're certainly in an age where we recognize not simply that the industrial age is over and what that means is sort of the old capitalism, uh, what Frederick Lalu uh, describes as profit driving purpose, although we're seeing a lot of that in the States right now. But what it means is that we've moved through the pure information age into, if we're calling it post-truth, how do we solve that problem? We solve the leadership problem, the competitive advantage problem, the how do we develop the next generation uh, of leaders in business, and how do we really develop uh, our customer base, and it's by relationship. It's the relationship economy. So the question that we're really trying to solve is the same old question, how do I grow my business? How do I grab the market share? How do I become the leader? Uh, and how do I um, you know, develop the, the customer base that will support uh, all of those things? And the answer has to be in the relationship, not the transaction, not in Martin Buber's term, the I-it, but how do we create I-thou? When you speak from your heart, what is relationship for you? How would you define relationship? Well, I think in my uh, world of, uh, you know, coming from the theater, the artistic side of theater, 
and then theatre in sort of the business of theatre to now theatre in business. It's really all about collaboration, uh, creativity, and the idea that what the leader does is drive a series of relationships, all of which inform each other. So if we're in a theatre and we're an audience member, we are not in a situation where as consumer or customer, you know, the product is being delivered to us because we are in fact in relationship with everything that's going on in that space together. We sometimes call it, you know, the one room experience. It's not being thrown at us. It's actually being brought out on stage. And because we are a participant in that experience, we actually get to tell as the audience or the customer, we get to tell the supplier, if you like, um, what that product truly is because we interact with it. And if they're not listening to us, the relationship is going to go off the rails in a big way. If we embrace <clears throat> all the creativity theory mm-hmm. out there indicating uh, the way forward, how do we translate all that into practical benefit uh, to our businesses? Uh, what model could we use uh, to see real results? Mm. Um, I think that there is, as you say, a lot of creativity theory out there. I was reading some McKinsey articles just the other day, and you know, there's that sense that we want to be, if creativity is going to drive the next phase of our business. And the reason for that, I think, is founded in neuroscience, right? Uh, according to the latest uh, in terms of neuroscience, we've got six key brain centers. One of them is logic, right? That's the left brain. And it seems to be mostly in business, the only thing that people admit, as it were, to the the field. But we've got five others, and they're all right brain. They are emotion and intuition and creativity and imagination and physicality. So how do we get all of that creativity, as it were, all of the creativity centers into uh, both the development of our leaders, whether it's us or whether it's the next generation, and how do we get it into the uh, the exchange, the relationship with our audience, with our customer, with our stakeholder. Um, so the model for that really is, you know, we can talk about being mindful or being experimental or throwing the cards up in the air. But the real thing that I've been wrestling with and where the theater of commerce, my platform, has come from is how do we actually put that into action? How do we get things? And so the practical model for me is, in fact, the theater model. And the model that I've developed is really think of yourself as the director, the showrunner, the leader of the ensemble. And the first premise of that is you can only be as good as the people and the products that you send out on stage. It's not you out there. You are in a relationship, first of all, and here's the sort of the business application, the first thing we do is we sit down with a writer. You know, the first thing we do is produce a script. And in that creative process, producing the script, my relationship, as it were, with the script writer, the fact, the strategist, uh, is to challenge them, 
what's the dramatic arc? Where do you want this story to go? I see more. That's, you know, one of the directors or the leader's great uh, questions, which is, I see more here. What if we told the story better by taking that character out and adding this storyline here? So you're arriving at something which isn't a finished product. The strategy isn't the thing that you say, here it is, let's put it on the shelf. It's a blueprint that you then take into the second set of relationships, which is all the people who are going to deliver the product, the actors, the designers, the theater technicians. And what happens in that interaction between the leader and the performer, if you like, is that we go in with, oh, well, I've, here's my role, uh, here's my script, here's my responsibility, right? But you put everybody together into a co-creative, collaborative, safe space, and what happens, of course, is that everybody finds more than, first of all, they thought possible in themselves, and the whole thing takes on a life of its own. That's the creativity thing. You're, you're challenging the writer to, as it were, get the story to the point where the story writes you, not the other way around. The same thing, you take it into the production process, and you, know, you get the production, the product, to the point where it tells you what you've got, not the other way around. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then there's a third relationship, mm -hmm. which is the relationship with the audience. Because as the leader, it, you know, engendering and encouraging and catalyzing creativity in my strategist and in my team, I've, I've represented the audience before they meet the audience, the customer before they meet the customer. But then when it actually goes out on stage and meets the customer, I stand at the back of the audience and I'm now part of them. I am gathering that sense of who are we? How is this playing to a group of people who are interacting and coming together in a common identity in live theater and they are interacting with the product in a certain way? because of the circumstances of the evening. A Friday night audience at, at the theater has a different relationship with the, the play, the product, than the Saturday night audience. It's a, it's a different personality. And so in a sense, we've got the product, but it isn't complete. We don't really know what we've got until the audience tells us what we've got. Let's transfer all of that, all of that creativity. It's about, it is about those things, about listening and, and throwing the, the uh, cards up in the air and um, you know, unconventionality and thinking beyond and all of those kinds of things. But it's a real practical how-to paradigm. Regarding creative process that, that you spoke about um, and relationship per se, uh, what is your opinion? Uh, is there any correlation and can, can, you, can you explain from your perspective, from your experience, left-right brain connectivity? I think it's, it's a question in terms of uh, and there's a great book by Ian McGilchrist and a lot of work out in the neuroscientific field between what we think of as left brain, um, which is logical, 
uh, it's the notator. But in fact, what neuroscience tells us is that the right brain, which is bigger, and the creative brain is, this is how we receive uh, in terms of sensory reception, how we see and hear and smell and taste, and it all comes into the right brain. It then goes over to the left brain for, as it were, classification, notation. Uh, and then, and our problem is that we're stuck in the left brain. We're in a left brain world in which, you know, metrics and uh, notation and are everything. In fact, the process isn't complete until it goes back to the right brain and it's turned into meaning, story, metaphor. So the theater metaphor in my world is that the you know we use theater to understand the world around us we also use it in creative terms in our right brain to do what the poet Shelley called enlarging the circumference of the imagination and that's really my my drive and my paradigm for the world of business is it's bigger than we think the opportunities are bigger than we think the capacities uh, of our team or the unimagined potential of our work and our product is bigger. How do we get there? Well, we can't get there if we're stuck in the left brain. We have to go back into the world of story and of metaphor because uh, that's how we connect um, with the essence but also with the potential and with people. So you are basically talking about paradigm. Uh, what is your theater of com commerce unique paradigm? Yes. Well, the theater, the theater paradigm, um, really, in the world of business, and as I say, what I've been emerging over, you know, 60 productions, 30 years, essentially, of coaching and developing, now turned into the business world over the last three or four years, is the idea that there are two paradigms. And the first paradigm is the paradigm of the leader. You know, we are not in a, if we think we're in a hierarchical, top-down leadership paradigm, uh, we're in trouble. And how do we find the right paradigm for collaborative, co-creative leadership? And I think the theater director is the best one of the lot. It's not quite the same as the orchestra conductor where you're at the front of the orchestra, so you're, you're on stage. This is the guy who, in a sense, the audience never sees. And, but what I'm doing in that triangular relationship is I'm having a, a, a coaching, catalyzing, uh, potential uh, realizing uh, relationship with the writer or the script, then with the actor or the performer or the person who delivers the product, and finally with the audience, the consumer, the stakeholder, who ultimately reflects back to us what it is that we've got, what's our brand, what's our positioning, what have we really got uh, in front of us. So that's paradigm number one. Think of your leadership as being the director of the ensemble, the showrunner. The second paradigm is the paradigm of uh, how do we uh, tell the, how do we interact? What's the dramatic arc? And of course, storytelling, you know, gathering the, the, uh, the community in a circle, and the first theaters were all circular or semicircular. And in the middle, there is one person, and then two people, and then three people telling a story. And I think what that paradigm about is, I like to say, there are reasons why some stories work and some stories don't. And it's actually 3,000 or more years of dramatic storytelling. Um, but it's also about what that relationship between the actor and the audience in live theater really is. Because it's, it's live. 
it will never happen again. The paradigm really is that in that relationship uh, is the ability to, to create, if you're in sales, you know, let's find out by putting all of our success stories together and telling them to each other what that kind of commonality is. It exists not in the intention, but in the experience. Is that a good way of putting it? Mm, absolutely. entrepreneur get out of it i would say two things one is uh the internal strategy how do i develop my team well the answer is cast your team in the roles of the actors and guide them through either bringing in a proposition and saying let's all explore this and see what happens in that rehearsal hall and have it tell us what it is or as it were throw it open to them and say tell me about your success stories tell me according to a a a, a, a well-known or as it were the accepted dramatic arc and I've done this several times, have people tell each other their, their profound success stories can be related to their business or related to their own values and purpose. And then by that commonality, you realize what brings us together, what it is that we've got together, what the business has got that is sort of greater than the sum of the parts. That's very applicable in what I would call success stories to, as it were, drive external strategies. What, what, are, our, what are our branding? What's our positioning? Uh, what sales and marketing strategies will come from, as it were, the stories telling us what we have? It's also very useful in terms of what I would call strategy, which is future stories. Take that model, put it into, as it were, the theater crucible, Sometimes we call it forum theater and make a whole series of propositions. What if we did strategy X? Well, let's put it into a role play situation and figure out where it wants to go. And then we'll look at strategy B. And so what it is is two specific things, leadership and team, uh, external stakeholders telling us what we have, and then strategy being tested, pre-tested, Uh, before we actually go out and meet the audience with with the with the strategy, so it's left brain, right brain, the whole brain, whole brain, absolutely. But also whole brain, whole body. There's nothing like putting something into not just simply let's all sit around a table and talk about this, because ultimately, you know, nobody in a theater sits on stage reading a script. We're moving with this. So the physicality, and I found this again and again with, with groups of business leaders, we can all sit around and talk about it and disappear into our left brain. But as soon as you get everybody up on their feet, just simply being on your feet and moving around with the ideas gives it a different dynamic. So it's about whole body, get the, get the thinking, not just simply the thinking in the head, but the thinking in the body, the thinking in the breath, the thinking in the being, To, to, to bear upon, as it were, the problem at hand.
tell us some stories. Sure. Um, I had the great fortune a couple of years ago to work with a, a, a multinational global corporation, 40,000 employees um, in the, uh, in the uh, sort of energy and engineering sector. Uh, and they brought in 19 future leaders from around the world. Uh, we were in uh, Houston. It was an oil and gas uh, and energy company. And these people came from all over the world. They were at middle management level. They were young stars identified. They'd been through a year of coaching uh, on business practice, but that the uh, learning academy of the company had decided uh, we want to bring their learnings back to and reflect them back to uh, the, the senior management of the company um, in dramatic form. Who knew? So in I came uh, for three days, and we did a number of things with them. We, we said, you know, you're, you're basically, we're going to be actors for, uh, and writers for the next uh, three days. And you're going to do two things. One is we're going to take all of the learnings about um, problems that you've identified, mergers and acquisitions. Why isn't the corporate culture working? You know, the strategies to grow the business, et cetera, et cetera. And we're going to actually create five-minute plays. If you've got a mergers and acquisition, you know, here's the parent company, we're acquiring a new company, we've got all of the metrics, left brain stuff, but really we're not, how are we actually addressing bringing the two cultures together? And I said, what does that sound like? And somebody stuck up their hand and said, well, that sounds like the plot of any given Sunday. I said, okay, great, let's do that. And so we had people developing a play. Uh, somebody else said, I think there's a top-down corporate culture issue we need to address. And I said, what does that sound like? And somebody stuck their hand up and said, I think that sounds like the janitor at NASA telling the story of the company uh, about how he puts men on the moon. And so I said, great, let's tell that story. And then so we developed that over the course of the a couple of days, and we went through an entire creative process. You're writing the script, you're finding the props, you're deciding who plays what character in this little story. And we went through creative highs, and then we went all the way down to the bottom to a creative low and started getting ourselves back up again, and we presented these plays. The reaction was incredible because the senior management said, well, why isn't it a PowerPoint presentation? And they said, because we wanted to get at the emotional truths which will drive the strategy, not the strategy driving the emotional truths. So, and it was incredibly successful. And, and they saw these young people who were afraid of speaking and afraid of you know, getting up in front of other people turn into incredibly powerful authoritative presences with their peers and indeed with senior management. So it was a real transformative experience for them. I've recently done two pieces of work with a development company. It's a, it's a, lead platinum development company. And first of all, we wanted to look at strategy. And then secondly, we wanted to solve the problem of uh, a big company in several centers with certain silos, if you like. You know, here's the construction side, here's the development side, here's the marketing people, here's the design and sustainability people. And they don't know each other terribly well. So first of all, we did a team building exercise in which we had 50 people in the room 
lots of whom didn't know each other. We put them all into groups and said, here, you six, go off and here's the template for telling your success story. And when you've told those success stories to each other, you're going to pick one of them, rehearse it, turn it into a play, and then bring it back and perform it to the whole. And that was the success stories, you know, and everybody, as it were, the same thing, playing the play to each other. So everybody got to know everybody else in a creative working, you know, outside the box environment. And then they actually had a lot of fun in terms of, you know, again, each of those stories has a moral. Each of those stories has a, has a, a, a theme uh, and something emerges, which everybody gets to share. And then you tell it to everybody else. They all had drinks in their hands. So they had a good, they had a good time with it, but it became, you know, a, a both fun and profound at the same time. With the executive team, we put four strategies on the table. Are we going to go in this direction, this direction, this direction? Well, let's use the Forum Theatre Future Stories template to just explore some of this. And so when a company comes to me and they said, you know, we think we're at the point where we want to take a left turn, we want to go somewhere profoundly different in terms of realizing our mission. How do we go about that? Let's put it on stage. Let's, let's, let's test it in the crucible of theater. So a couple of stories. Sounds, <clears throat> that sounds really incredible, and I'm sure we we could speak hours about those topics. <laughs> well, I could, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's and, and I could listen to you for hours. Uh, but basically, we're out of time. So mm -hmm. I mean, it's always pleasure speaking with you, Charles, and uh, looking forward our next interview and wishing you all the best with your wonderful and great theater of commerce unique model paradigm thanks martin it's great to be part of a we are a collaborative team after all um and you know you and i and the other strategic uh, partners uh, in circle and i think have really discovered what this process actually brings uh, interaction collaboration co-creativity um in action so it's a great privilege. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Thanks. Thanks.